0: What is up, guys? Combat Addict here. I do not know what that uh, thing with the tongue that I just did was, but I did it. And so if you were watching this on YouTube, you saw that shit. Uh, In any case, welcome to another edition of the Combat Review with your host the combat addict. This is going to be an interesting podcast today. we got a couple things to talk about. First thing that we're going to start with is the notorious Mike Perry. Everybody thought I was going to say Conor McGregor, but I didn't. And I'm going to keep you guessing Just like that, if possible. Probably not, because that's going to require much more effort than I'm willing to put into keeping you guessing. But, the point is, we're talking about Platinum Mike Perry. Ebonic talking, tattoo face wearing Mike Perry. Mike Perry... Is losing his fucking mind, guys. I actually think Mike Perry has fucking lost it. Um Or not that he's lost it, per se. But that he... Uh, he's got a sort of... I'm worried about him. I'll just say that I'm worried about him, okay? He's going to fight Mickey Gall this Saturday... Uh, on uh, UFC Fight Night, Poirier versus Hooker, which is going to be a cracker of a fight, as Alexander Volkanovski would say. Um, and it's not that he's fighting Mickey Gall that I'm worried about. It's more, it's more that uh, he's fighting him with his girlfriend in his corner. Just his girlfriend. He said it's going to be just his girlfriend. Or it's going to be one of his close friends. And that's all he needs in his corner. Um... And he's made this decision. Because he feels like... Coaches are, are, I guess, useless to him. Uh, Let's just see some of the stuff that he says. Uh, He's not listening to any coaches right now. Coaches who are saying things that they ain't going to do in there, go in there and do. They want it to be this way or this way, uh, or it's a totally different way. And it's a totally different way. I can't even read, guys. I'm so sorry. I need a guy like me to hold mitts. I want to hold mitts for myself, to be honest. I could show people a couple techniques or whatever. I'm ready to fight for my life. So this is his girlfriend. uh, And this is... uh, She's new. Like, he had... I'm pretty sure he had, like, a... I want to say a fiancé. Or a wife, actually. And they got separated. And this is the rebound. She's... I mean, I don't know if she's in it for him or the clout or what, but she has somehow convinced him or maybe he's convinced himself that she needs to be the one in his corner and uh, it's pretty wild man. Uh, he says that uh, I feel like I never really got gotten advice. I feel like people just sound like Charlie Brown's teacher in the corner. They don't even know what the fuck to say because they wouldn't go in there and do what the fuck they're talking about. I don't really know how the coaching shit works. It doesn't really matter. One corner is all you need. There is a lot to unpack here, but basically... And actually, I think I should I should read this last part, this, this next part. He says, um, you know, it's not, the, any fight he has isn't going to go more than five minutes. And if it does, all I need is a bottle of water. I need to sip a drink, put some ice on my neck. I don't need no advice. Guys, this is fucking crazy. Like, this is, like, delusional. This is... I don't know who is cornering him beforehand, but they have obviously left such a bad impression on Mike Perry that he... (laughs) He has decided that not only... Not only is the advice that he's getting bad... But that he would just rather have no advice. And he just wants the moral support of his his side piece, his girlfriend, whatever you want to call her. I don't know if she's a rebound or what. He wants her in the corner when he's like beaten the fucking shit. Maybe as like a motivation. Maybe this is a good thing because if he's losing in the first round or second round, he'll see her face and it'll give him the energy he needs to fucking TKO Mickey Gall. Maybe that's what this is. But can I just say that there is a level of arrogance to this that I don't think is is intentional? I think that I think that Mike Perry has just had some bad experiences with coaches. I think that uh perhaps he's sort of like I don't know, a a player who's carrying a team, sort of like maybe how LeBron felt before he left the Cavaliers the first time. Don't know much about basketball, but I know that he wanted a ring, so he went to Miami. And perhaps he feels like he's better off without the team. That's probably what it is. But even if that's what you think, Mike, I mean, fuck. Do you really believe that there isn't anybody out there anybody more capable of helping you I just think that (laughs) I just feel like this decision that he's making is so extreme that it's it's kind of baffling like you almost don't believe that someone is making this decision you're like no wait hold on so let me get this right instead of going to another camp finding another gym Switching trainers. You're just fuck corners Fuck corners fuck cornering. I know everything. There's absolutely nothing that you could see that I couldn't see from inside the octagon I don't need you Man, that's hey, no, no man. No, I'm telling you right now This is a bad fucking idea And even if it's not a bad idea for this fight, can we just say that it is probably going to be a bad idea if it continues? I mean, your corner, at the very least, can tell you like, how many rounds you're winning or how many rounds you're losing. That's like one thing, at the very least, they might be able to do for you. Because you're probably going to be unsure of that at some point, getting hit in the face all the time you know Not only that man but like aren't you worried that this I don't know maybe he's not thinking of this but I just feel as if this woman could really just be using him for clout like that is so 100% possible I mean I honestly when I saw her for the first time I was like what the fuck that's not like Perry's fucking woman like he literally picked this broad up so quick. I swear to fuck. Like it's been like a month they've been together or something. I I swear. I don't know if that's true or not, but it really doesn't seem like they've been together that long. Anyways, man, I just feel bad for him because I feel like. I mean, come on, man. Like, like, there's got to be something you can learn, from some cornerman somewhere. And I don't imagine that he's just doing all of his training on his own. I mean, I I imagine he's got... He's got to have some coaches, right? He's got to have somebody who's coaching him. It can't just be, you know, just Mike Perry, just being Mike Perry 24-7 all the time. First off, that isn't healthy for anybody, including Mike Perry. But... But I imagine that he's got stuff that he still thinks he can learn. But it just seems odd to me that if he feels that way... Like, why wouldn't he want anyone in his corner? Like, if you can learn something from your coach in the gym, why can't you learn something from them outside of the gym? Like, if you really think that you're like this, you know, elite on your own, like, why are you even, do you even train with a coach? Or do you just train by yourself? I'm just thinking about this right now. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to double back on this. I'm going to research this and let you guys know, but, yeah man, it just seems like, it seems really arrogant, but not even just arrogant, like really unwise, you could just find somebody who you think would be a good corner, or maybe he's just tried different corners and and none of them have worked, I don't know, in any case man, this is fucking outrageous that he's doing this, I hope that it'll be okay, but uh, who knows? We'll see. Anyways, uh, speaking of that event, though, Poirier versus Dan Hooker. I'm just going to give my prediction for that right now. Dustin Poirier is winning this fight. Dustin Poirier is winning this fight, okay? Now... I guess I'll start by saying that the reason that Dustin Poirier is going to win this fight, in my personal opinion, is that A, not only does he have a wealth more experience, he has a wealth more experience at the highest levels, he was an interim champion, uh, he beat Max Holloway, who, while Max Holloway is usually at 145, Max Holloway has been getting bigger and people have wanted him to move up to 155, um... He beat Max Holloway, who was an incredible striker, uh, who tuned up Jose Aldo on two separate occasions. He beat uh Anthony Pettis. He beat Eddie Alvarez. And he and, 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 and a lot of these victories are in spectacular fact fashion. Dustin Poirier is the real fucking deal, man. His striking is really, really good his hands are great and he is extremely powerful every time he lands you can feel it through the screen now a lot of people are going to say something like okay well dan uh you know dan hooker dan hooker is pretty good himself but his hit list isn't as impressive you know you take out Ally Aquinta, and that's impressive uh, but It's not really uh, an Anthony Pettis. Not only that, but his last victory over um, Paul Felder was actually... I actually thought he lost that fight. The way I had scored it, Paul Felder won. Now, while it was by a small margin, Paul Felder won that fight, in my opinion. And I've seen opinions on online as well that, that back that up. And while he does train with Israel Adesanya, who is a striker, an incredible striker at that, who probably is helping him game plan, it seems to me that he also had Israel Adesanya when he fought Paul Felder, and he had a hard time. So that is not going to be an X factor here. So I'm sure that everybody else has come to this conclusion. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Dustin Poirier is the favorite for this fight. Uh, I, I don't believe that Dustin Poirier has been knocked out uh, all that much either. Conor McGregor finished him. But separate and aside from that, I don't remember seeing Dustin Poirier uh, finished. Uh, That frequently at all if if at all I don't I think I've ever seen him knocked out or TKO'd other than than Conor McGregor So if you're betting on Dan Hooker knocking him out or something That's a bad bet Dustin Poirier's got a good chin It's gonna be a good fight, but I'm telling you right now uh, Dustin Poirier is gonna is gonna piece him up on the feet He's gonna piece him up on the feet and he's taking that fight so that's my prediction for that. I like both the guys, so I can't really say um who I want to win cuz I like Dan Hooker just because he's friends with Israel Adesanya, but personally, I enjoy Dustin Poirier's style more than than Dan Hooker's. He's just such a such a top heavy boxing kind of guy, I mean, the dream fight, seriously, the dream fight is, um, Dustin Poirier versus Cody Garbrandt, you get those two fucking animals in a cage together with those hands, oh my god, we're watching an old school boxing match, uh, at at the highest level in the octagon, that would be fucking sweet. I would love to see that fight. Problem is they're two weight divisions apart. So I don't know if that fight would ever happen. But that would be a great fucking fight. Great fight. DC and Stipe are rematching. I believe that DC is going to win this fight. The reason I believe that DC is going to win this fight is because DC was winning the last fight. From what I remember, when I was watching it live at the bar, DC was doing better on the feet. And we all know that DC's wrestling is no fucking joke. All right? But DC became careless... DC started to drop his 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 arms and just kind of leave them straight out just kind of dangling. And when I saw this, I thought to myself at the time like this is so uncharacteristic of him. I don't know if he's just showboating or what or he's trying to be loose or what, but he's leaving himself you know deathly open like it's is he's really really vulnerable you know i mean he's he's landing these shots but uh it's a huge risk that he's taking and what do you know uh he got finished because of it he got hit i i believe as a result of this 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 open stance that he was taking backed up into the cage and just fucking massacred against the fence he's not going to make that mistake a second time he's not Daniel Cormier has gone five rounds, actually nine rounds, because I think he was finished in the fourth when he fought Jones uh, the second time. He's gone a lot of time with John Jones, the juice piggy, okay? He's beaten Stipe once. He almost beat him the second time. There's no reason for me to believe that Stipe has worked hard than the Olympic medalist, in the time that they have not been fighting. Not only that, I think that Stipe had Stipe was injured and is coming back from an injury. So he hasn't even really been able to train the way that you would want to. DC, in anticipation of his return, has probably been training. So, if we're just going to talk about who's more ready for this fight, it's going to be DC. Um... And for that reason, I, I believe DC wins this fight. That's just my prediction. Um we've already talked about this a million times on this podcast. A million times we've talked about this. Um I don't understand how people get to the highest levels of mixed martial arts but but haven't figured out. The ground game yet it, it it blows my mind how that keeps happening i don't know how like even if even if you're you're like a like a meteorite right you just knock people out without even trying you're you you're, you don't want to be you know what i'm saying thrown into the spotlight yet but you just keep knocking people out you can strategically take fights to give yourself the time you need to get your grappling straight Israel Adesanya didn't even think about touching, uh, touching um, the UFC seriously, because he said, "I wanted to. I never wanted to be vulnerable in any position. I wanted to be good everywhere. So I worked on my grappling. He's already done that. We haven't even seen his grappling yet." which I think is very interesting that he's literally a champion and we've never seen his grappling. I cannot wait. I hope he's still been working on it. But for some reason, and this is old news, this is old news because this fight happened days ago. Feels like an eternity ago. Feels like a week ago. Alexander Volkov was helpless on the ground against Curtis Blades. I mean, really helpless. I mean, helpless to the point where you could tell that it wasn't just that Curtis Blades was a wrestler. It was to the point where you were looking at Volkov and you're realizing that he's not versed, he, he, he's not fluent in the language of grappling. He doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, not to, once again, I always say this, not to shit on him. I'm just saying this is an example of somebody making it to the highest levels of mixed martial arts. I mean, you have, some of these guys have, have what, like 20 fights? 20 fights? That's like four to five years, six years of, 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 of of being an active pro. And you still haven't gotten the grappling down? I mean, fuck. Man, I'm telling you, that's like, that's insane. That's insane, man. And the thing is, it's like those people, when they say, I will be champion, I'm like, man, no, you won't. You will not be. You will not. I'm telling you right now. The next, okay, we're going to see a shift in the next, I'm going to say 10 years, everyone is going to be able to grapple. There is not going to be anybody, anybody who is not versed on the ground. There might be some people who are heavy, uh, heavy wrestlers. Heavy jujitsu guys, but there will be no one who doesn't understand the ground because they are going to get eaten up at the at the um, amateur levels and they are not going to make it into the UFC. I'm that is my prediction right now. I'm telling you because we all already know. I mean, the average fan has to know. Actually, no, because a lot of people just want you know the blood and the violence. They don't actually understand the sport, but we all know. That if you don't have the ground game set up, you're finished. It's over. Amanda Nunes was getting tagged by Jermaine Durandamine. The the reason she won that fight was because of the ground game. If Jermaine Durandamine had enough of a ground game to nullify takedowns, she would be the champion right now. That is my opinion from watching the fight. That is what I saw. But people haven't figured it out yet and that it blows my mind and it doesn't make any sense to me either because grappling is so fun and you can do it forever like there are some things that you can't really do forever you know what i mean you probably can't even play basketball forever i mean it's one of those things that you can do for a pretty long time but you can i don't even think you can do that forever really with all the jumping and, and the high impact of like falling and running back and forth You know what I mean? Jiu-jitsu is one of those things that you could be pretty damn old. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to worry about it kind of hurting your joints because of impact. You can kind of roll very softly and lightly and just do it forever. You can't play football forever. Can't play hockey forever, or at least not contact hockey forever. But grappling is like one of those things that you can do for a very long time. What's his name? The 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 founder of 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 jujitsu was like fucking set like seventy four or some shit rolling and shit and it was ridiculous how long that guy was rolling for. And it's hella fun, hella fun. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Out of like just out of necessity, just just it it, it just is that way. It just is that way. You will just become better the more you do it. It's like learning a different language, but kinetically through your limbs. I've experienced it. When you roll three to four times a week for multiple hours, weeks on weeks on weeks at a time, you become in tune with something that I cannot describe to you uh, other than just like enhanced kinesthesia. That's the best way I can describe it. You just have such a better understanding of space and your surroundings and the bodies of other people and not even just the bodies of other people. Your reactions to their bodies, your ability to counter and intercept their movements, not and not even just that, your ability to recognize positions and, and avenues for attack and defense and escape, they multiply, man. I'm telling you, you roll jujitsu a lot. It's it's really an incredible experience, man. It is surreal. If you've never tried jujitsu, I'm gonna tell you right now, you need to try it. And it's it's not even just that you need to try it. You need to do jujitsu for at least I'll give you I'll give you a period of time. This is a this is an assignment. Okay you need to do and I'll make it easy for you two months of jiu okay three days a week every week and you always roll with people afterwards do that and I guarantee you you will either feel differently feel differently about your body and the way it interacts with others uh, by the end of that period uh well obviously because you're doing it all the time but i think you'll fall in love with it personally i honestly guarantee that you'll fall in love with it i don't care who you are you honestly i i don't see how you couldn't love it because it's one of those things that when you do it with a calm mind and when you do it without the ego and you don't get frustrated by the fact that somebody may be tapping you out man it's like you're it's like you're It's like you're watching uh, the the sea line or something. By the time you're done, you're so calm. It's like meditating through motion. It's like yoga, but better because it's a game (laughs) that you're playing with other people. So I would say give that a go. Honestly, give it a go. I believe you'll like it. So the last thing that we're going to talk about today, this is actually a particularly short podcast. I actually thought that this one was going to be longer, but you know what ended up happening? We ended up talking about a lot of stuff on Monday. So that's that. You guys are getting a shorter a shorter show today. I was thinking about the concept of the greatest of all time. And I kind of came to this idea that perhaps there's no such thing. Like, for example, could you really say that there is a, a speech that was the greatest of all time? This was the greatest speech ever given. Ever. The reason that you would say no, I imagine, is because each speech probably meant something different at the time that it was given. So the context of the speech is is incredibly important for whether or not you could consider it like the greatest of all time, you know. And all of those speeches in the same time period arguably wouldn't make any sense. And so then it would be hard to kind of gauge which one was really the best. So it would have to be in the context of its time period. But if that's true, then then the most you could say is that this is like the greatest speech of a given time period. And in the same way, I started to wonder like, I mean, these are just examples, but. What if we only have the greatest of a time period? Cause I mean, we throw Muhammad Ali in a ring with Mike Tyson. What happens? Right? And then not only that, we throw Muhammad Ali into the into the into the 80s when Mike Tyson was around and train him in that time period, and what happens? Cause one thing that's true is that the training gets better. I mean, let's be straight here. You're gonna you're gonna put Matt Hughes up against Kamaru Usman. I don't think that Matt Hughes had the freedom and the the resources that that uh, Matt Hughes had. So you're not gonna be able to say, well, you know, Matt Hughes is the greatest welterweight champion of all time, when the standards or the criteria for what it took to be a champion or defend your belt was much lower i mean i mean um let's uh let's think about it like this okay the lightweight division right now can we all agree that the lightweight division is the deepest division I mean, let's just pretend for a minute that Conor McGregor isn't retiring, right? And including him in that mix. Or even if he is retiring. We still have enough killers in there that the division is fucking crazy, okay? Can we not agree that the champion in this era of the UFC is probably going to be the best lightweight champion of all time? Probably. Probably. Because, I mean, unless in the future, the lightweight division is even more competitive. At this point. That person is going to be the greatest of all time. And perhaps that's why someone always becomes the greatest of all time. Because the standards get so much higher that you got to give it to the new guy because the old guy didn't have all that shit to work with. Right. But then if that's true, you got to kind of ask yourself, okay, well, at what point does this legacy stop being as impressive? Right. At what point are we going to say, well, while Anderson Silva had however, you know, victories and title defenses he had all of those in a time where competition was much less you know fierce or whatever whatever and so now we can say without a doubt that Israel Adesanya is actually the greatest middleweight of all time because let's be straight here doing what he did doing what Anderson Silva did or doing what uh Mighty Mouse Johnson did I think Mighty Mouse has something like 13 13 uh title defenses something ridiculous like that or 14 Doing that in any division from now on is going to be so unbelievably hard. So unbelievably hard, man. And even with Mighty Mouse Johnson, like, you got to ask yourself, like, how many flyweight fighters do we look at and go, whoa, that guy's, like, serious, that guy's bad news, like, whoa, I can't even believe, like, that Mighty Mouse beat him, you know? Even Mighty Mouse Johnson, his, his claim to the best of all time, it's like... Was his competition that good? Was his competition as good as that? Because I'm sure we can all agree that like the middleweight division, for example, isn't even close to as deep as these other divisions. If you're the champion of 155, that's a big fucking deal. If you're the champion of 135, that's a big fucking deal. There's a lot in there for you to handle. But once again, I would want to know what would happen if we got Bruce Lee, you know, we got Bruce Lee reincarnated and we trained him now and then got him to fight somebody with everything we know now. Is he going to whoop everybody's ass? And if the answer is no, then the answer is probably no because... It's not that Bruce Lee is the greatest of all time or that Muhammad Ali is the greatest of all time or that Floyd Mayweather is or that Roy Jones Jr. is, but that there is a level of greatness that you can attain that separates you from everyone else. And you can be one of the greatest, but you can never really be the greatest. That'd be like, I mean, if there was really a greatest of all time, it'd be something like, okay, well, like, it's like when people ask you, what is your favorite food? I mean, the truth of the matter is it kind of really depends on what you feel for, right? And that doesn't always stay stagnant. It changes as you grow older. So I actually think that it's possible that there really is no such thing as the greatest of all time. It doesn't exist, you know? I mean, it may exist at some point, but it won't exist forever. And, and, um, cause it's like if you're the first one to do something, then of course you're the greatest of all time at it. For example, Amanda Nunes, we all know she's the greatest, the greatest fighter of all time. No one has ever done what she has done before, right? But 10 years from now, if somebody if somebody who isn't Amanda Nunes holds the 145 and the 135 belt, but not simultaneously, but held both of those belts at a time when those divisions were actually competitive, they're going to be the greatest of all time, in my, in my opinion. Because Amanda Nunes does not have the kind of competition that... That would pose any sort of threat to her. So, and I'm, an, and I'm imagining that, listen, man, female fights are going to get really entertaining. We're going to get a lot of, like, we're going to get a lot of Shevchenkos. We're going to get a lot of Megan Andersons. I mean, I mean, she's not the greatest, but she's good enough that you could say, you know, we're going to get people who are, who are, who honestly, like, some female fighters look like they're built to fight. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that's if that's wrong, but we're going to get more Yuanas. We're going to get more Lees right? We're going to get a couple more Rose Yunes, And uh, those divisions are going to become much, much more competitive. And when they become more competitive, somebody's going to have to stand up and say that, okay, well, while you did not obtain this belt simultaneously or while you only obtained one of these belts it is true based on the competition that you have faced that you must be the greatest of all time right somebody's gonna say that but once again man it's like if amanda Nunes fought that person who would win we will never know so yeah man that was just a thought i had Not sure how I feel about it. Not sure how I feel about it. I'm pretty excited for... uh, the fights this weekend. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on Saturday for the regular podcast where we don't really talk about any kind of MMA stuff so if you're interested in that then uh, give that a gander Uh, my social media handles if you want to follow me uh, on Twitter and Instagram I am the combat addict on Twitch which I don't really use all that often I am the underscore combat underscore addict so you got that there if you want to listen to this podcast without having to listen or look at my face then you can go to spotify or apple music or some other platforms that i actually am not quite sure i'm pretty sure i'm on google play and there are like four other platforms that i'm on that i haven't even looked at um, but yeah, My Mouth Does the Talking, that is what the podcast is named. Whether or not I'm doing a combat review or just an edition of My Mouth Does the Talking, it's under that name. So you can find those there. Um, yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it for this week. And uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get back into the gym. My roommates and I just decided that we're going to get a heavy bag so that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun and i'm gonna be able to start training again in that sense once i can start rolling and striking again i will be adding to my mma knowledge and i'll be able to guide and direct you all in a better fashion so i let my mouth do the talking on this one And uh, that's it for me. I hope you guys have a good night.